We don't really need an episode, a, a, a Han Solo spoiler cast. I've been, I've been literally having conversations with Nolan over here, and Felk's been like quiet, like barely. And Felk, did you see the movie? Yes, but <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I saw it last night. Okay. That was a long pause. Yeah, I wanted to keep you in suspense. Uh, Live from Cool Boys Center. Be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks. Rub your tits. We'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just a young boy. <gasps> so cool. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. Oh my god. Asked so many questions during the Last Jedi. She's like, wait, what's going on? Wait, why can't he do that? Wait, what's going on with Luke Skywalker? Wait, why is Luke Skywalker dying? Why didn't the pink hair lady explain her plan? She loved, okay, don't get me wrong. She loved The Last Jedi, but she spent most of the movie asking me questions. She did not ask any questions throughout any other Star Wars film. Last Jedi, she's like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. Wait, why are they hurting the horsies? Like, it was just like all this, like, wait, what's going on with this movie? But she loved it. She it was too, fucking it was loved it. Too much adult territory for her asking the tough questions. What is gay? What is gay? Yeah, it, it was everything was tough. Why did the Why did Holto shoot herself or like you know launched herself or whatever? It's like, uh, yeah, that was cool looking, right? Why didn't she do no, that? But why did she do it? Like uh, to save everybody. To establish that uh, heroically sacrificing yourself to win the war is a good thing, and then five minutes later, another character tries to do that, and he stopped because that's not how you win wars. You win wars by saving the things you love, not by fighting the things you hate. Exactly. The movie conflicts itself quite a bit. Let the past die. Greetings, Schoolboy Nation, and welcome to a special installment of the Cool Boys Podcast. I'm Fisherwoman Felk. And I don't know what that means. Neither do I. Fisherwoman, you know, Fisherwoman. She's one of the uncredited characters from Solo, the movie we're talking about. She was played by Joe Wheatley. Everyone knows this. Who was fishing in that movie? There's no one fishing I, in that movie. <laughs> no, maybe she's just someone walking by. I don't even know what scene she's in. Sure, it's not Fisherwoman. Fisherwoman. It's an F. It was that or female guest. That were literally the two F characters. Well... I'm Beckett Ballard because once again, bees get the best names. They do. Be better. Is, be just best. Flows off, flows off the tongue like a butthole. <laughs> Beckett Ballard. <laughs> and let me see if I can even pronounce this. I'm Infis Ness Noli. <sighs> and once again, no ends. So you got someone with a prominent N name at least. Gotcha. Is it Infis? So, Infis Nest? Enfis, I thought. But yeah, Enfis Nest, I think that's what So the whole movie, I thought it was the gang was named Infis Nest. I didn't know it was a person. No, the gang was the Cloud Riders. But the we shouldn't say anything Riders. else because that might be spoilers. It's time for... Spoilers. Sizzle. Sizzle. Oh, shit. So cool. So cool. This episode, we will be discussing Star Wars again and all the fabulous boners it has given us. So we will forego our cool boy updates and get right into Solo, a Star Wars story. And how unnecessary it is. 
right. I guess that's a Ballard opinion that got put into my mouth. Well, I think it's unnecessary too. I kind of agree with that one. Um, I would say if you like it or you hate it, it's absolutely unnecessary. Is this photo uh, of Harrison Ford shirtless real? You tell me, Felk. I mean, that's about right. That's about what I'd imagine. What are you looking at, Felk? And don't forget to mention the package. That's his hot bod, but when did he ever have a mustache like that? What role was that for? I don't know if this is for a role. This might I think that might just Tinder be for account. Harrison Ford, yeah. <laughs> so this is Harrison, let me say, circa, he's like 44 years old here maybe, looking great. Fabulous I think bod. he's what? This is 93, 92, 93? Yeah, oh. so he's in his 40s around then. Yeah, throwing. No, I'm saying he's 19, he's like not 1992. I'm saying like he's 92 years old, 93 years old around here. Oh, yeah. He's looking like he's got a nice package down there. Like the yeah, look at that. Full. Did he have a mustache in regarding Henry? He's filling the jeans in. That's all I got to say. No. There's a giant package, and it's FedExing to me. Oh, wait, that's Tom Hanks. Never mind. That would be Castaway. Harrison was in something like that, right? What was Harrison Ford in? He was in some kind of... Oh, Six Days and Seven Nights? Oh, God, I forgot about that movie with Anne Hesch. Mm-hmm. Anne oh, Hesch. It was, those, that's one of those movies where it's an excuse. Let's just go to Hawaii for six months. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. We'll build a story. We, we got something. I'm sorry. You're kissing me? No. For this... Harrison Ford. I really liked kissing you. Anne Heche. If I start, I'm not going to be able to stop. That's good. Doesn't it? Six days, seven nights. Some sort of creature has just swum up my pants. That's bad. <laughs> Anne, you're like, you like sucking dick. Anne, why don't you come with me to the uh, Hawaiian Islands and you can suck all the dicks? I don't think. Anne Heche is famous for being a lesbian. Yeah, how did she, how was she in that movie? How did she ever become famous? They were trying to make her famous for a little while because uh, she was in uh, Volcano as well. So she started eating pussy by Ellen DeGeneres. It's not true. That's impossible. Okay, well, the first up on the agenda is a quick cool boy rating of past a Star Wars story films in franchise. Oh, no, 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 no. We're rating all of them. No, we're not. No, we're <laughs> not. No. No, we're just rating a Rogue One. It's just so we can say Rogue One. Talk about Rogue One real quick. That's all this is. Um, I give that like, you know what? Cool Boy Nation, our Cool Boy ratings fluctuate. Um, we're not always the same. Check it. Play back the audio, I'm sure. No. But uh, I would say maybe two out of five now for Rogue One is what I, how I feel. It used to be what, one? Maybe one. I think it may have been a one, but I think now I'm two out of five. And the reason is, is it's a fucking killer third act. I love that third act. It is fucking awesome. It is. I give it one boy. I think I think it is a one of the most boring mainstream summer blockbusters I think I've ever seen. And then it just it becomes Star Wars porn at the very end. It does. That's a great way to put it. But that porn is really good. That's fine. But porn is meant to be watched for 15 minutes when you jack off on your laptop. Ah, uh, fuck that. that. I love 45-minute porn, 60-minute <clears throat> oh, yeah. porn. I love a nice 45-minute stroke session. You know, like, yeah. you're about to come, you just fucking stop. You wait 15 minutes, you sit back, you watch That's something right. else, and you come back to your porn, you fucking start stroking That's it exactly again. right. You sit back, you wait, I, I squeeze, squeeze it, it, I squeeze it, it, I rub it, it I rub it. it. I, I fucking start, start jerking a little, little bit, bit, and then, then I, I click away. I click a lot. I like to skip around. Sometimes I like to stare down at my dick and see the pre-cum losing, and I'm like, okay, I too far, and stop, pull back a little bit. No, yeah, no, no, yeah. I don't do the pre-cum jazz. That. But, but I, I love blowing loads all over the It's my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling my dick okay. out. I'm whipping my cock that, out. All the, I mean, I, yeah, I had criticisms about other characters, and in, in, in like, I mean, I, I'm on, I'm on the camp that like, yeah, 
raised kind of a Mary Sue, but she sort like Daisy Ridley in that role is fucking charming. You, you, she's very likable in, in the Force Awakens, not in the Last Jedi. She didn't have anything to do there, but it, it, she's very likable and very energetic. And you just same with Finn. You just get the impression that like the the actor's sheer joy for being part of the Star Wars is is coming through. Felicity Jones, both her character and the actress in any promotional material looks like she could not give a shit about that movie. And it's just like, are do you guys, did, were you invested in her or, or what's his no. name? The Diego Luna. No, but you know I was Felicity invested Jones in is? the rebel alliances battle over fucking Scarif. That's about it. But there's no characters there. Felicity Jones is, uh, she was hired cause you just won an Oscar or she just got nominated. I guess I gave yeah, two out of five boys. she didn't win for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Stephen Hawkins movie. Uh, she's there because she's fucking hot. She's not bad. She's not bad looking at, but there's plenty of hot girls who have like fucking high energy and shit. Nah, no, she's replaceable. Uh, that could be a man. It could be a woman. It could be a, it could be an alien there and like nothing would change. Wouldn't uh, that be special? What if it was a fucking alien? That would have been awesome. That's a, oh man. Can you imagine if that was like a CGI alien you followed like for once in a Star Wars character, like of a whole film and a solo film, you follow this original CGI alien. Why does like that just, be CG? Why can't it be a fucking puppet? Mix, mix. Like you know what I mean. Like get get a person in a real outfit and then like CGI a couple extra things, kind of like Jar Jar. Like Deadpool. Deadpool. What they CGI? Deadpool's face. This is eyes. Yes, like that, or like um, uh, wild things, where the wild things are, or whatever, like yeah. that. Like that was like a big suit, oh, but God, then they put like CGI face on. Yeah, less said about that movie, the better. We saw. I fucking saw where the wild things are with you, by the way, Ballard. In an hour and forty-five minutes, you turned to me and said, "Oh, look, the plot's kicking in." Like really excited, like you were still on board the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then the movie was what an hour and fifty minutes. It's like no, it's like two hours and twenty minutes long. It's way oh, longer than it needs to be. Anyways, yeah. yeah no, did you say Rogue One? I don't know. Honestly, I just don't know. I think I gave it a four to five the first time we talked about it. it. It keeps going down. I think now it's sitting around maybe a three, three and a half. And it's okay. That's fine. I think I fucking. I still enjoy watching it. You still enjoy watching the last thirty minutes, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, guys, I'll go first with my cool boy rating of Solo: A Star Wars Story. I give it a three point five out of five boys. I loved it when I look at the Wikipedia plot description i i go what, what a, a fucking, fucking ridiculous, ridiculous movie with horrible plot, plot threads. threads but i enjoyed myself watching it and i thought it was fucking fun and i loved it and i will buy it i i actually <laughs> would say that i'm on the lowest end of love but i love it but 3.5 because it's not really that great of a movie but 3.5 maybe four i might be four at the end of this who knows well wow, 3.5 is that's low for you to say you love it though i'm being fair here because I think that's there, the most honest it was, answer It was ever clear given. that there was a problematic production, but I would say this was more like World War Z for me. Like, I actually thought in the end they, they, they made it work. The problematic production, they made it work. Um, all right. Well, before Philk gets to his answer, okay, I'll interject. Yeah. Because I think we all know where Philk's going to land on the spectrum. I'm a four. I'm at four. I'm a four. I don't want to say it, but I'm a four. I'm a four out of five boys, really. Okay. I like it. I'll buy this. Four out of five. I just feel like I know. I I I think I know where you're gonna be. So I'm curious because I'm gonna make you say where you think I'm gonna be before I say it. I'm a four, by the way. I'm just saying okay, that now. Ballard, you are a four. Uh, I am now Ballard? a four. I fluctuated to four just thinking oh, about it right now. I love that about you. Who knows? I might go to two by the end of the episode. It's a movie I'm probably gonna buy. I'm probably gonna watch a ton of times. It's uh, a movie like right off the get go. I was like, oh fuck, what's going on? This is awful. Uh, oh. But at the end of the day, I think I'm giving it a three. 
Wow. Okay. See, I didn't feel the awful right off the bat like I have read somewhere, uh, like uh, somewhere, a bunch of places on the internet where people have been like, yeah, the opening was crap. It's messy as fuck. We can get into that in a second. Felk, yeah. okay. Well, Noli, that's three. Three. Well, uh, okay. Well, real fast. Uh, Nolan, you previously uh, suggested that you thought you knew where I would stand on this. So just give me shot in the dark guess where what you think my rating is going to be. A one to a two. I'm going to give it a solid three and a half, boys. I really liked it. What? I think it is. I think it is actually the best Disney Star Wars movie and the only one that really. Well, Force Awakens captures the original feel. So but this one felt like, yeah, good. Make these movies. Although oh, they don't get a now pass. You're on board. I, now you're saying Disney make these movies. No, 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 no. They don't. Well, to, but Disney still doesn't get a pass because I know what they did last year. Mm, I know what you did last summer. I remember. I still remember. It was last Christmas. Uh, like this, this, this. I, I credit most of this movie to Ron Howard because <gasps> yeah. he knows what he's doing. And yeah, it, it, it showed that they. I had, don't. I thought. Yeah. I thought Ron Howard was the worst part of this movie. <clears throat> what? How you tell? I liked it. Yeah. The only the only thing for sure we know Ron Howard did was the scene with Clint Howard. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. true. But Ron Howard got a uh, directorial credit, so that means I think he had to direct over eighty percent of the film or over 70% of the film, something like that. So be able to even get directorial credit on the movie. It's, it's 70 with the DGA. It. I'm, I'm not entirely sure of everything, honestly, because it, it's a whole bunch of shit that deals with Superman too. Yeah. And it's why the movie was not directed by Richard Donner in the end. It was end up released by Felku. David Lester. Wasn't it David Lester? Dave Lester. I think sounds right. Maybe it's David Lester. I, I, I don't know. He's not good. I, 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 he, I mean, he, that's a conf confusing thing. Richard they, Lester. Richard Lester. They, they, and he they directed were, yeah, Richard Lester. Night or some shit. But that's confusing because they actively were trying to get um, uh, Donner out of like out of involvement in that movie and had to reshoot scenes verbatim the way that Donner shot them with a, a different director. So yes. but with this one, they, they, they replaced the directors to change the movie, not to get rid of the guys. Uh, I would also say like Justice League, um, this was a completely like we have a practically a done film here and we are going to replace the director and reshoot most of it. This was an example of this working. Was it Phil Lord's or Christopher Miller's decision or Ron Howard's decision to make the movie so dark I couldn't tell what the fuck I was looking at? Okay. See, I didn't have a problem with that, and I saw an IMAX 3D, and that was even not that dark and for being 3D. The cinematography the first... is like a whole thing we need to go into later, uh, and I do Oh, have really? I didn't even notice. There. Wow. Uh, no, it, it, it is the single biggest flaw in the movie. Uh, it's awful well, sometimes. Let's get into it right now. I mean... No, 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 because I, I still have other things to say on, on, on Ron Howard. I'm pretty sure that the reports have said that he they just remade the movie. They have that much money that they can fucking remake. That's why the budget movie. is so high. It's like three. It's rumored to be 300 million. It's the most. Point. Yeah, That's it's two movies yeah. shot. It's more expensive than the pre, than all their previous movies, um, which is weird because it doesn't look like it on, on camera until you realize. Yeah, they they fucking filmed it a second time very yeah. quickly. And that the biggest surprise to me is the special effects were like flawless. Yeah. They, well, the special effects were a, a lot more practical. Like, like that opening. I love that they practical. were. And I think they had to be practical because they were shooting on a shoestring budget. Well, I guess not necessarily, but uh, they were shooting a second film on a second film's budget and they had to shoot fast. So there was just like fucking less CGI, the better. Yeah. Well, there's a rumor that the, the CG, the fully CGI character with four arms 
uh, gets killed really quickly because they didn't have the time to animate more of him to reshoot his stuff. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, so they just killed him off. Um, he was fine to die there. That it made sense. It was fine. Yeah, they, they they probably removed stuff that made it seem like he was well, going to be a bigger okay, character. Okay, I mean, we're in spoilers. You can say who that character was. It's Rio. It was John Favreau. I don't remember I don't the name, name of the character. Oh, Rio, and it was John Favreau. Yeah, they're getting in with John Favreau. John Favreau's already been in with them. I mean, since Iron Man, he was in with them. I mean, practically before they started, but he was. I don't know was, how much connection there is to this, from Disney Marvel to to. Star oh, Wars there's Marvel. tons of connections. John Favreau is a producer on Avengers films because of like he has connections with Iron Man. Yeah, sure. I I, I was trying to think about like what if twenty percent or whatever that number was, uh, was Phil Lord and Chris Miller and we don't I know was the thinking number. Maybe that maybe the open like maybe the prologue was was mostly them maybe i don't know i'm I'm curious to find out what they what part of their film is actually in this film i felt like okay so avengers infinity war spoiler cast i said um during wakanda especially during the battle sequences there seems to be a fake beard on chris evans and i and and same with like you know fantastic four uh, with Sue Storm, clearly Kate Mara's wearing yeah, a wig. Yeah, yes, you have you a nice indicator things. there. Like you, you, can, you have these clear tells of like this is reshot. Mustache like, this has been reshot. Mustache removal. Yeah, exactly. Justice League. Uh, I got none of that from this movie. I no. could not tell you what was reshot. No, yeah, because they, they, well, they were still in production. Yeah, uh, I guess that's that. They're lucky then, huh? Yeah, yeah. Nobody, Fuck. nobody had a, a, to grow a weird beard or shave something off or anything. They, they just basically just kept filming, but refilmed shit. I thought Ron Howard was, he's a serviceable director. He came in and he did what he could. I mean, the pace was breakneck in the movie. I didn't really have time to think about shit. Even if I didn't like something. It a was lot like something. fair game. Yeah, it was on a something good, like in the next five minutes. So I didn't have to really think about it too much. Yeah. And there were moments in the movie. I saw an amazing film in there at some points. So I was like, man, there's some really good stuff happening here. But then it would get clunky. I think that's just the, the result of a troubled production. Yeah. But he yeah. also, Howard didn't hit the big moments he had to hit. Like there was scenes that should have been like huge. And like they just kind of like went over just the way when Superman got his costume in Man of Steel. The scene just happens. Like nothing was like monumental about it. Like what? Like you are, yeah. Okay, the movie starts off, we have a new character playing Han Solo, and he gets no introduction hero shot. It's just like a straight-on shot of his face right away driving a car. It's like, yeah. that's how you're going to introduce your character in this movie? Like, that's that's it? It felt like, like give a me something. film. It felt like a Rebel Without a Cause type of style film to me, and I liked that, actually. I really nah. like. See, a lot of people didn't like the prologue, and I'd like I want you that, to expand on that, but I really dug the prologue. I want that boot hitting the ground and the camera panning up and revealing like an actor. I want a, I want a hero uh, reveal shot. It was a very, it was, the very first shot of him was fast because it was a fast-paced opening where he's uh, stealing the car. And I, I like I like uh, I like Lady Proxima Midnight honestly and like her fucking whole deal and the fact that she looked like a a, a 1980s character other okay, than well, I'm not talking about Proxima you know that's Midnight not I'm, her, hitting, I'm hitting her big name things. right Proxima Please, Midnight's Proxima from Midnight. the Avengers Proxima Midnight that's from the Avengers She's Lady, Lady Proxima. Proxima is that her name yeah Lady Proxima yeah. anyway yes. Ballard you're talking about Proxima Lady Proxima Midnight Lady Proxima I'm talking about the big moments Proxima, Proxima pussy. pussy. We have a fucking Millennium Falcon that doesn't look like the Millennium Falcon we know. And the fucking escape pod gets jettisoned to reveal the Millennium Falcon we know. And, like, that wasn't a big moment. That should have been huge. The music should have fucking transcend everything in the theater. And, like, oh, shit, that's the Falcon we know. The moment wasn't big. No, because we already know what it looks like. escape pod was just a stupid thing in the end anyways. The escape pod was just, like... It should have been big, though. Why did Lando even add that on there? I don't don't think that was a big moment. That's a big moment for me to be like, there's the ship. Like, yeah. you know, because we were like, oh, we're getting teased. This, this ship looks weird. Okay. 
what's going to happen? They're going to reveal the old ship by the end of the movie. And then it happened. We know it was going to happen. And it just wasn't a big moment. I don't see that as a big moment. The big moments for, for me going mm-hmm. in would be like Han meeting Chewie for the first time and Han meeting Lando for the first time. And those both worked to me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, those are okay. If I could see what fucking was happening, I saw this like shadow coming into the mud. And I was like, is that Chewbacca? Oh, I 100% agree with you there. I, 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 <laughs> I love that. I loved it. I love Chewbacca. It's open and intro. I don't know. My IMAX screening was like not issue with the dark. Yeah, I'm not so saying I don't, I don't like the movie there. I just like I couldn't see what was happening. It was really dark. And I'm not the only one that's complaining about this. It seems to be a very uh, no, yeah, I, I've seen it on the internet. Definitely, people have complained about it. Um, well, let's get into the uh, like the actual opening. They had an opening crawl, kind of reminiscent of Blade Runner. I felt like it was very 80s. I kind of liked it. I loved it, and I loved how they stayed the same font. It was a way of doing a crawl without doing the crawl. See, I don't, I don't know I, why they didn't yeah. do the crawl. I liked well, I liked that they stick, stuck with the same font. Like it was like almost like watching the opening of Willow. Like it was just it was like you're just getting like here's the information. And this is the font we picked. They didn't move on to a new font. I, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, and also the the story being told was a t- typical Star Wars like pre credit crawl, where it's just like giving you the information about what you're about to see. It wasn't yeah. about the whole movie. It was like, hey, this is what Han Solo has been doing. Or this is the world that sucks, and this is what's happening. Yeah, just yeah. enough setup. It was like three yeah. paragraphs too, wasn't it? Here's like, the weird thing. Here's the weird thing. This movie actually needs that crawl to set up, like because it throws you right into the story, and you don't know where Han Solo is at that time. So it does. It gives True. you information you need to know. It ne- that movie actually needs a typical Star Wars opening crawl, but they, I guess, decided that those crawls in Star Wars coming up on screen should only be for the uh, episodes. Saga. Yeah, the saga. The saga film. So, yeah. but, but. I mean, we're going to have to dog on it again, but like The Last Jedi, it basically is, I I don't remember anything in the opening crawl because it it doesn't set up anything because it starts exactly where the last movie left off. It's like minutes later. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Well, but I mean, it tries to stand on its own in that way, right? By giving you the opening crawl, it says uh, practically the events of Force Awakens were as such. Yeah, it, you know? it recaps exactly. the previous movie, whereas they the, always before recap what happened in between the movies. And then it gives you, yeah, and then it gives you the, you know, the right into the battle right there. Boom, you know, yeah, you but dive whose right fault in. is that? Is that Ryan Johnson's fault or J.J. Abrams for leaving the movie on a cliffhanger? We're like, oh, what the fuck just happened? Well, I don't know if you necessarily need the first order to attack him right then and there necessarily for the story. I honestly expected that movie to open with like Luke Skywalker and Ray talking. I was like, wow, Me that's too. a horrible opening of a movie. And it went into a space battle, so I was pleasantly surprised. I would absolutely agree with that. Totally agree with that. And um, and and then you do realize that 20 minutes in when uh, Finn finally wakes up and he's like, where's Ray? You're like, oh, yeah, where the fuck is Ray? I, I was waiting for that answer since right. episode seven ended. I actually thought that too th- that similar thing. And I like that. I yeah, like me too. Opening. Oh, yeah, your, your mama, mama jokes. jokes. You know what I did not like and I thought was awkward again was the opening main title, Solo, A Star Wars Story, the way that popped up real fast oh, over that Corellia. that was awful. That was awful. And just like a Rogue, uh, Rogue One, a, a, a Star Wars Story, that was like yeah. also horrible. Up? They just Why don't that? have that doubt. Yeah. Why'd that come up there? That could have came at, at the end of the scene. It should have. It should have gone Solo and then it should have gone three years later. It like is a wide shot of the city and like the image comes like zooming at you i was like what is that that yeah. was very weird also it was like neon colored it was like suicide it was like yellow almost. yeah so it was like that was like for a movie that has almost no goddamn color i mean there were shots that were just tinted black and white um it, it was very weird to have such a colorful title crawl or title uh sc- title screen title come at you well yeah just like just like a rogue uh rogue one because rogue one was like all randomly out of nowhere like Terrible Giacchino score and like blasting at you and then just blew like Rogue One, a Star Wars story. 
Yeah, it's weird because you see Star Wars so big on the screen and Rogue One was like this small little like two words like with a weird font that you've never seen before. So you're like, what the fuck is that? It was like skinny. Yeah, the music yeah, was it, good this it, time, I thought, yeah. actually. Yeah, I'll, I'll okay, so later, this was not guys. John Williams. This was somebody else. John right? Powell. Like John Ottoman or something, right? John Powell I, from the Bourne movies. I thought he killed it. John Powell. I thought, he, I thought, I thought the score was everything I wanted in a Star Wars movie. This is That's what I was saying for the score. It was nothing noticeable the other than too. the fact that the Imperial March is now canon, apparently. Like during the actual like opening when the when Han Solo was re- being recruited, you could hear the Imperial March just oh. playing like through like the loudspeakers. I it believe, was like I believe I the term that. there is the the, the the this this music is diegetic, meaning the march exists within the universe as well. They're very good. A little education there yes. for everybody. I thought it was it like hit the like you know the familiar Star Wars notes just enough to remind me that I'm watching a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I, that's that's true. I was a little disappointed. I didn't hear the music from the trailers at all. Even the yeah, like the solos. Like I thought that was thank a solo God. Theme. I didn't but like I, it. I, I like the clicking in the trailer just to like ding ding. Ding, ding. Yeah, but that's trailer music. That's definitely not Star Wars music. I don't yeah, think but I was, I was, I was looking for it. something different, you know. But this movie hit all the familiar notes, and like it dropped, it dropped in the cues when I needed them to to remind me that I was yes. watching something Star Warsy. I liked how they played the asteroid music. Obviously, um, when he's you know doing the maw through yeah. the Kessel Run, all that shit. Like I liked the music, but the music was serviceable. It was. I mean, I'm not. I didn't. I actually liked the music more in the Last Jedi than I do in Solo. But the music in Solo didn't call itself like any attention to itself, like Giacchino's score in Rogue One, which I point to just like, what is going on? No, the music's yeah. one. The only thing I can't fault Last Jedi for because it's it's Williams. I mean, it's good. It's gonna be good. But Williams actually came up with shit. I felt like for the Last Jedi that felt original and and Star Wars at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Luke's Luke's score in Last Jedi is a really powerful new score that I love a lot. Yeah, I don't have any problems with the music at all. I think it's, it's actually on its own is pretty good mu- music, Star Wars music. But that's just because. But Philk, Philk, do you know who scored Solo, a Star Wars story? John Powell. Do you know what his first movie he ever scored is? Uh, no, I know he did X Men Three and I, another movie that I like where Ballard? the score is better than it. Superman Returns. Guys, guys, I feel the sudden need to talk about John Travolta's hair. Oh, now I know why he's fucking. No up. way! <laughs> is it is it is it Swordfish? No. Is it Broken Arrow? No, that's Hans Zimmer, which is a really good score. Is it Face Great Off? Score. It's Face Off. It's Face, face Off. off. way yeah. is it really and face off's a great fucking score so this guy knows what he's dun, doing dun, dun, now to dun, be fair to be fair that's the first arrow. movie he, he <laughs> that's the first movie uh that came out but he had started working on ants before because of its long uh cgi time remember ants john Powell, i appreciate you yeah no, well, he did the, I, I, I love the born theme he did those so like those are excellent those oh, are great those movies yeah well, um, speaking of uh, Han Solo and Solo Star Wars movie, uh, there was this story about Han going into the em- Empire. And this is where we find out what Bob Iger was talking about, right? Or wh- whoever it was about, like, uh, we'll find out how he gets his name. He's by himself, so he gets Solo. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah, that was the reason. That's the pitch they sold the movie on. They got the whole movie made, which I don't like. think is like amazing. 
Well, I guess if you're a an executive of a fucking studio, right? Like you're just like whatever. That sounds great, dude. Oh, well, this also fucking just, like, hooker is sucking my dick right now, and I'm doing blow off this other guy's dick. It, okay, dick talk. Um, he, it leads more questions too because if he got his last his name Solo because he has no last name, how did he get the name Han? 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 Dick, 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 dick. How do you think the name on? Oh, hi, Mark. I'm a driver. And I'm a flyer. Denzel Washington makes me hard every morning. Rim shot. Oh, my God. How do you think the name on? How do you think the name on? What is gay? I'm doing blow off this other guy's dick. You guys don't have answers, or did you not hear me? No, to, to me, it's, no, I heard you. It's it's not like a problem in the movie. It's no, just not like, really. It was one of those things like I didn't need to know that. Uh, yeah, I, I also didn't need the scene where he, where he finds out Chewbacca's name and, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna need to come up with a nickname for you because Chewbacca's too long." Uh, that's a throwaway line too. Yeah, I don't know why they needed that line yeah. anyway, but whatever. That's stupid. Whatever. But I I, I didn't care about it because otherwise I was like just digging on fucking. Chewy and Jonas Suotomo fucking and just he is a great Chewy. I I like he is acting through that suit in a huge mask. He's seven I feet like, tall. It felt, it felt like Chewy to me. It felt great. I liked it. Seven foot he tall. He felt like young Chewy and, sp- and spunky Chewy. Yeah. But before we talk about Chewy, let's talk about our main star, Alden German last name. Ehrenreich. Guys, what do you guys think of uh Alden Ehrenreich as solo? He was good. On a cool boy rating, I'll give him a nice Four out of five. Yeah, okay. I'll give Alden on a cool boy rating. I give him a nice five thumbs up his butt. Alden nailed it. From the get-go, he didn't sound like Harrison Ford. He didn't look like Harrison Ford, but I was with him. He had the the spunk and you know he his his humor delivery was fine. It was like Harrison Ford's. It was like close, he, yeah. He doesn't he was do funny a- when he had to be. And I I wanted to be on that journey with him. I, I thought he was fine. Um, I saw uh, Baby Driver uh, thinking that that actor, whose name I don't remember, but I can pull it up, was going to play <clears throat> Han Solo. Ansel Egghort. Yeah, very similar weird name. Uh, and he was one of the, the people considered. And he look, actually looks like Han Solo, or Harrison Ford to a certain degree. And uh, I thought, like, oh, this guy would be a perfect solo this is that was good casting and then i found saw the trailer and I'm like who the fuck is this guy <laughs> but he he actually he he, he just he does fine he, he like there's yeah no, he's not harrison ford because no, no one can be but like for what i got from him like i was okay with him i thought he was good the rumors that he needed acting lessons i mean they worked yeah if, if they, and they if did for ray them. too i mean there there were rumors for ray for daisy ridley in uh, the force awakens that she was just like just totally sucking and JJ was like, bitch, you got to be better. And they hired like actor, like teachers for her. And she was just like, actor teacher, you got to teach me. And it was like dirty dancing. And, you know, the actor teacher looked like probably Patrick Swayze. And Ray looked a lot like, you know, Jennifer Gray. And it was fucking hardcore. What does yeah. it say about uh, nobody act- puts Daisy in the corner? <laughs> what does it say about acting that um, they can like apparently just hire somebody who doesn't know how to act and then teach them how to act in two weeks and then film the movie? <laughs> 
Like, it what, says, do you, what, do you, what do you think about the craft of like the Leo DiCaprio's of the, is, this is acting of the is, world? Right? This is this is acting. Yeah. Um, I get to pay. I get money to be pretend. Yay! I want my coffee this way. Like, it's fucking just the most. It's, a, it's right. It's like demands, and then you get to play pretend. Yeah. And you're For really the most good part, at it. Ninety percent of them of the actors on a film set are like the least talented people there. The cinematographer, oh, the sure. director, and the writers are all way more talented. But what do they people literally call actors and hosts and all that shit on set? We call them what? Talent. Talent. Yeah. Talent. But yeah. but there's so many more, as you put it, Nolan. More talented people on set working the fucking lighting gear, working the cameras fucking directing producing all the fucking different monitors and like looking at the shit and getting the cams right it's fucking insane i'd say that the grip who tapes down ca- the cables sometimes is more talented than some of the actors we have on camera for sure well there's certainly more responsibility someone could get electrocuted if the grip screws up if the actor screws up they just hire a new person or hire a acting coach i mean guys ashton kutcher had a movie career at one point Aston Kutcher got fired off a movie by Cameron Crowe, uh, Elizabethtown, uh, and he said he needs acting lessons or or we won't continue, and, and he wouldn't take acting lessons. And so then he, he replaced him with Orlando Bloom. Yeah, the most, most natural, charismatic actor out there. Absolutely. The one reason Kingdom of Heaven is a complete piece of shit. The director's cut's okay, but he, he, he is not better in it. That's what I hear everyone says, but you know what? Your first try with me, that's all you get. And it was a complete piece of shit. I ain't watching your extended director's edition. Well, Orlando uh, Bloom's not any better in that movie. I'll, Kingdom I'll, I'll of Heaven that. is a whole nother conversation, but it is an incredible director's cut. I will say this to you, though. I, having seen Elizabethtown, which is a very forgettable, pretty much bad movie, um, he's still better than Ashton Kutcher. Uh, sure. Whatever. Honestly, Fine. Orlando Bloom's a joke. Who cares? We no, yeah, I, 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 in the words of Felk, it's a wash. Yeah, it's a wash. I wouldn't say Pass. it's a wash. I in think he's better than Aston Kutcher. I, I can't. Pass. I can't. I can't really sing the praises of Orlando Bloom at all. Okay, in, back to movie. solo. What do you think about Han speaking Chewbacca? Uh, that felt like a Lord Miller uh, moment, probably because it, it was awkward and kind of like comedy based. So that it would did kind of, I guess, huh? Yeah. Did um, you not like when uh, Han spoke in Shrewook and was all like and all that shit? Yeah, that's what I, what I what I mean because it, 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 there's no way for a human being to make those noises where it's not like kind of a joke. Uh, yeah. So. And obviously it was it was meant to be a comedy moment. The entire like there was no real threat, obviously, as soon as it was kind of handled weird when uh, Chewbacca came out, like after it was revealed to Chewbacca, the cinematography still was shooting it like it's a monster. And I was like, that's what I'm saying. Ron Howard is like was shooting this movie weird. Like he was shooting the movie like he'd never seen a Star Wars film before. I I don't think that's one of the things I liked about it. I felt like that was the charm behind this film. So. I guess I honestly, when your weakest points about it, I do think is one of the charming things about the film. Like, I really did like how if I had never seen a Star Wars film, I could watch this movie without knowing guess, anything about yeah. Jedi or the Empire or the Rebellion and get something totally different out of this film. I think in the third act, not to jump ahead, when Emphis Ness turns out to be part of the Rebellion, like, and that kind of shit. And then, like, you know, and, like, Dryden Voss is fucking tied in with fucking Darth Maul, which is, you know, part of the original Sith shit. Like, I, to me, like, that's when the movie starts to lose itself. You went way far ahead. But, like, for me, the uh, the, the film up to that point really works well as, like, an 80s film. Like a, like a, like a Willow. I keep bringing to Willow because it's Ron Howard and Willow is kind of Star Wars meets Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And this is very much like Ron Howard's, like, you know, I would imagine his pipe dream. Like, oh, my God, I get to do a Star Wars film. Unfortunately, I had to do it rushed. And this is a great, I think this is a great, like, like adaptation of Chris Miller and Phil Lord's fucking movie. 
yeah, to make it to make it more in line, probably just with the tone of Star Wars. But, but it was kind of I mean, it's like, did they expect anyone to be surprised at the point where they revealed Chewbacca? Because it was so obvious right when he throws him down in the well or, or, or pit or whatever. Yeah, it's, it just goes back to my moments of like just not having those heroic shots of these icons that should have been there. I guess. Yeah, that, that they weren't icons yet. Yeah, but that was a chance because the camera, if I remember, clearly came out where like it was his feet, Wookie feet stepping in the mud, and it never had like a big pan up to Chewbacca to reveal him. And maybe he yells and like that's your reveal. It was like, oh, there's the feet. Oh, here's some tight shots of like arms swinging. Here's some tight shots of like hair. It was like, what are you doing here, Ron? I I think that's fine. Like if you don't know Chewbacca's like an icon yet, why would you why would you shoot him that but way? Who's watching this movie that doesn't know who these people are? I'm just, maybe someone whose first film is solo in, into Star Wars. I, it surprises me people that you bump into in life who are like, I've never seen a Star Wars film. And you're like, really? You've never seen a Star Wars? Like, you're how old? Like, and you've never, you know what I mean? Like right now in 2018, the idea of that you've never seen a Star Wars film, it seems to me like more effort than honestly, than, than, than being passive. It seems like you have to be actively avoiding Star Wars at that point, realistically. So there are, there's a possibility that somebody somewhere, this is their first Star Wars film and, if this is their first way of being introduced to these characters, I, I, I think it's fine. I, I don't think it's a big issue. I think that I think it's better than grandstanding and then making this huge like moment where it's like, you know, like, look, remember, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, audience. These guys are going to be great and best is the friends. You know, like, I think if you like made shots that were so obvious, I think the film would have felt less like a film and more like a really like a fan film than it already does. It felt like a fan film, though, to me. For sure. Oh, really? It definitely huh? did. I thought it felt like a fan film. This one yeah. is the first one that doesn't feel like a fan film to me. And maybe that's oh, just no, because this... I tr I know Ron Howard's not a fan. He's part of the Lucas Empire, you know? He is. Oh, he is. Uh, but it did feel like a fan film. It felt like a, the best fan film ever. And that supersedes Rogue One, which was considered the best fan film prior to that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, for I mean, yeah. Rogue One was at least made by somebody who likes Star Wars. His just directing style was not conducive to Star Wars. That's not necessarily his fault. I thought Ron Howard's, you know, journeyman shooter style, like he can just shoot the shoot the scenes, like the ability to do that, his Hollywood, like, you know, journey alone. Yeah. I think that gave him the ability to shoot this movie, honestly. Is yeah. there a shot in this movie that you felt like was like, oh, this is like great direction or this is like this is like what a great director shoots like? I guess not. Nothing. Uh, yeah, the opening, uh, the opening being the sparks from hot wiring that car was what was like very cool. I liked a lot of the shots of Dryden Voss's yacht when it was flying around. I liked a lot of the um, Ma section of the Kessel Run. Um, thought that was really cool. I, I mean, I can't call it any particular shot. I liked when Chewie and Han. I know it's used to the trailer, uh, but um, the shot when they were walking up to the Millennium Falcon the first time. I liked that shot a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I liked a lot of the train sequence shots a lot, especially the way the explosion went off with the coaxium. Uh, I liked a lot of the shots of That's Han uh, walking up to Emphis Nest at the end at that uh, yeah. sand, whatever planet. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, for um, me, the direction was more in the characters interacting with each other because Howard's kind of an actress director and he did a good job. That's why you got good yeah. performances. Amelia Clark was actually likable in this movie. And I think she's yes. uh, surprisingly like this is her best performance in the film, I think. Or, yeah, I mean, counting even counting Game of Thrones where she's just so boring. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Did you guys notice that she had Star Wars Masters of Terror? Or no, she didn't say Star Wars Masters of Terror, but she said she was like, you know, in the... Uh, 
able to do Terracotta or whatever the fuck that Star Wars art. Yeah, uh, as soon as she said form. that, I was like, what the fuck is that from? I used I to like, play that game on PlayStation yeah, way back in the day with my little brother. Too. And I loved game. I loved busting out my green lightsaber as Luke. I love playing that game, but I knew at the time it was super clunky and super uh, unbalanced. That's a forced joke. <laughs> totally. But you know what? It was Star Wars, and I was using lightsabers, and that was fucking awesome. So yeah, I, Akira, she was she was fine. She was serviceable. Like yeah. you know, I, I thought I thought uh, Amelia Clark did a fine job. It was a nice dick punch because I I mean we we've all kind of been there where he he spent the last three years trying to figure out how to get back to her, and when he just randomly runs into her, she's like, I didn't I don't oh, that was like I I haven't thought about you. I've been doing other shit. I've been there. I I can I can relate to that. Uh, what Solo went through there, where he you try to stay cool, you're just like, oh yeah, so so now that we're back together, what's up? Yeah, totally. Just trying to feel out the situation. <laughs> what is this? Help me, help you. Yeah, no, she was great. She did a good job. She did. She's fine. She was a nice conduit to fucking Dryden Voss's character, who was our gangster, who was the first only real uh, casualty of the Chris Miller, Phil Lord uh, being fired. Um, because Michael K. Williams was the original dude. He's going to do mocap. He was going to do like a cat-like creature, most likely. Yep. There was a bunch of concept art released, but oh, the most really? common so, one was yeah, a cat-like like creature, and he was going to be like a very formidable, sexy cat, alien cat. So he did all mocap, so when it was time to refilm it, it was easy to get rid of him. Yeah, well, they just reshot all that stuff. So all the all the Paul Bettany stuff is reshot stuff. And so sure. they to save time and save money, they just hired a real actor and said, we're not going to do this digitally anymore. Uh, I think Michael K. Williams was busy at the time. Um, that that's mainly the reason why he was off shooting something else. I like I really like Michael K. Williams as Chalky in Warwick Empire, but like other when I've seen him in other stuff, he doesn't do anything for me. Well, you don't like him in The Incredible Hulk when he's in Harlem and he just sees the Hulk smash up against uh, the Abomination. I don't even know who this guy is. I haven't watched the things that he's been on. You seen The Incredible Hulk, right? I don't. Is, I don't. I, I, I have, but I don't remember. You've seen him. He's a random. He's a random pedestrian when uh, Hulk is trashing Harlem with uh, uh, Abomination. I do not remember random pedestrian. But yeah, so I, I thought. I mean, whatever. I thought Paul Benny was great. I thought he was. Uh, he worked it, and um, he's he fine. The scenes he needed. He's ser- he's serviceable. Yeah, serviceable for sure. They gave an interesting touch, like when he got mad, the scars on his face turned like red. Oh, it's okay. I wasn't sure if that's what I was seeing or not. I think that's what was happening. Okay. Or maybe in my own mind, I was like, oh, he's getting angry. Everything on his face is turning It seemed red. like that, but I wasn't I wasn't sure if that was just like the 3D. I saw an IMAX 3D, so I'm not, I wasn't, I had no oh, idea. Really? I was like, at one point, I'm like, I don't know. Of course know. you saw. I forgot you saw this in 3D. Oh, like, man. Oh, yes. So, yeah, he was fine. I liked his ship. It, it was it was kind of reminiscent of a fancier uh, Jabba's barge. Yeah. That's what it was. I love the first travel between planets. Where now we might have to talk about the best place to have a gay sex orgy might be on Dryden Voss's fucking yacht. Yeah, it's a star yacht. It's for, it's called a star yacht. It's like a skyscraper star yacht, and it's called First Light, by the way, and it's gorgeous. It's good design. It's really gorgeous. It was, it was unique to the film, which is neat. I loved it. It's one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. Huh. That's that's weird, but okay. Do you, do you guys want to get into something good about the movie? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's so good. Oh my god. I, actually, I, we've been talking about good stuff, but here's something I actually thought was good. There were moments if I closed my eyes, I swore I was hear, hearing Billy D. Williams. 
No. No, he was close. He was very I close. Didn't, I didn't feel like I was hearing Billy D, but he was he did good he did a good Lando. I thought I was hearing Billy D sometimes. What'd you guys think of uh Donald Glover as Lando? You guys liked him, huh? He was I, did, I thought he was great. He was doing an impersonation, but that's he fine was. because that character is not super developed. So he really is just Billy D. Williams speech pattern and uh, speech pattern and general like coolness. So he tried to capture the coolness. And uh, I mean, they really don't add more character to him in this movie. It's not like they elaborate more on well, what makes they definitely Lando do. Tick. He fucks droids in this movie. I don't know that he actually fucks the droid, but he does something. They, that, they, there's a moment where she's getting into like the seat and yeah. the Millennium Falcon cockpit. And she's like, you're going to have to do that thing later on me. And he like gives that look like, oh, I hate doing that thing because it's like crazy, awkward and sexual. And then yeah. there's a moment where she like essentially applies that she doesn't want to fuck works. him. But wink, wink, it she works. does. And then also he wants to fuck her, too. I, th I think she was in love with him and was saying that he was in love with her because that's how like she was like justifying it kind of. Like. When she dies, it's practically like losing a loved one for him. Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird. That was kind of. All right, here's something I want to get into real quick while we're talking about. Lando. I didn't think it was that heavy. L337, I liked and my audience liked and nobody was moaning and i i did not mind L337. I liked her more than K2SO. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I thought she was a better K2SO. I might be alone along with my audience, but I we we, I, we thought she was funny. Well, what do you know? I thought she was going to be the worst part based on things I heard. She's the a horrible character and, and the, one of the worst characters in all of Star Wars. And and the joke was social justice droid. And I, I did. There was actually nothing social justicey from the character. Being anti-slavery is not social justice. It's just, it's just a no justice. I, uh, I, bingo. I, yeah. I think her character, depending on what era you're watching that character, uh, she's whatever you fill in the blank. So, like in the '60s, that character would be a very pro-black and pro-civil rights character. In the '20s, she would be a pro-woman pro you know uh uh, uh suffrage movement uh, yeah, uh, uh sort of so but forth and so on go back in however many decades however many centuries there's there is a plight there is someone that has a plight and this character applies to that and eventually who knows she might even be a futuristic foretelling of droids eventually being like Fuck rebelling that. rebelling yeah yeah Fuck I, all of I, us. I, I, I just saw it as a we droid get matrixed I just saw it as a droid that had like programming where it didn't recognize that like droids don't know that they're slaves and kept trying to free them. Uh, and, I and loved I it. That was it was it was it was it was fine. It was like that that it was. It, some people I are interpreting it. as almost like a joke at like making that over the top, and it is. I mean, it is the joke is that droids are just basically sentient slaves, and in the Star Wars. Uh, universe and nobody has a problem like with it at all absolutely I, and visually she looked amazing even too. the heroes like, cgi knows. character she looked like a great cgi character yeah it was she completely cg because some she would look really photorealistic yeah i think it was fully motion captured the, the star Wars a new hope starts with the hero luke straight up no it doesn't no it doesn't a new hope does not start with luke buddy okay but one of the early scenes start with means no a, luke doesn't show up to like 45 minutes in practically or something like confused. that luke does not show up for it's not 45 minutes in. it's like maybe it's, it's like 20 it's like 20 to 20, 20 40, yeah somewhere. 20 all right what, 20 what, to 40 somewhere okay. in there right, I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase one of the introductions introductory scenes for our hero for a new hope luke is him just straight up buying c-3po who's sentient and R2D2 yep. might be sentient. It's a little unclear. 
Well, uh, an R four first, and then yeah, I love oh, I love all the expanded universe with R four. Or R four is actually the, the droid that starts the droid rebellion in the expanded universe. Oh, great! And and, and yeah, he oppo- he starts the, the droids right movement on air droid rebellions. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's, he he buys C three PO and it's like I own you now, and C three PO is like okay, and like he's like talking like he's fully aware and sit in, in alive. So like this is the first time we've had a a droid in the movies at least be like. Hey, how come we're all just fucking property? <laughs> yeah, um, I think I I'm not with you guys. I didn't like L three. Okay, why? I, not I'm, not that I didn't like her. Or like her, I just I'm indifferent to her. She was just like every time she was on screen, she yelled a lot, and it was like, hey, look at me. I'm supposed to be funny and sarcastic and like make jokes. I'm trying to draw attention to you. I'm like the comic relief, and like I just wasn't buying it. I, I was, was glad she that as she... bad as Jar Jar for you. Like, oh no, she... no, 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 not by any means. Like, I'll, I'll say I, I tolerated L three. She was. K2SO was supposed to be sarcastic in the comic relief. She was like that on steroids. And I was just like, I don't need my droids like that. Like, she's yeah, fine. I agree. Like, it I, is kind of weird that they've done that with Disney. You know what? You know, I'm, I'm sick of this feminist propaganda in these Star Wars films. You know what? Is that it? Oh, are you really? It wasn't overtly feminist, though. Like, there was no. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, but but it, 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 it is weird, though, that the Disney droids are like sarcastic and like. Kind of like quippy, like what, droids are just programmed. Even the Star Tours droid is sarcastic. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Philk, R2-D2 is sarcastic as fuck. The Disney versions of the droids seem to like be making them kind of like rebellious and have minds of their own. And I, I guess C-3PO kind of like he worried, but he always did what he was told because it seemed like he was in his programming. It's just like they're programs. So glad we took this job. I almost wonder if Lando's the most like interesting through line from this film into Empire into uh, into Return of the Jedi because now you kind of understand why in Return of the Jedi he really wants to fly Millennium Falcon through the Death Star too. Like it's like he's more attached to it because L three three seven is literally a part of the starship. Like she's now. I mean, even even three yeah. PO says in Empire something like Han, your ship's got a fucking really strange dialect, and it's like. Yeah. Because it's just this, it's this droid that's like bitching at fucking three PO and probably being like hardcore intense into him. Empire, like he talks that. like it has a personality, uh, and they they kind of that explains how why yeah, this ship that, specifically that was an has okay a thing they did that can yeah. be talked to, especially with her being such a bitch. I like that, and she's also the best like navigational system in the <laughs> entire galaxy, right? Like that's why they plugged her in. She knew like exactly how to get out of. The Maw or whatever the uh, the Kessel Run, well, the, and the, so the Falcon's kind of a bitch, especially in Empire, because it like the, the first like forty minutes of Empire are just trying to like yeah. get the damn thing to work. Oh, I love that when I heard the sound of the engines not working too, and they're trying to fly out of the Kessel. Yeah, 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 that was nice. Yeah, it's Empire. You never hear that in a New Hope. What did you guys think of Darth Maul showing up? Were you guys like, oh my god, it's Darth Maul? It was the first time in the movie where, like, I forgot. I, f- I don't remember anything he said because for the next five minutes he was on screen. I was trying to think of the time. I was like, where are we here? How is he alive? Like, what the fuck is going on? He's got robot legs. He had robot legs. He survived he being cut in half. He had a new lightsaber hilt, too, Felk. Yeah, he did. Oh, they showed his hilt? Yeah, yeah they showed his hilt. It had, like, up. a little... It's the same hilt, apparently, from, like, Rebels Oh, yeah, and it has Clone some Wars. weird curvature on it. Yeah. So the Darth Maul thing I thought was very weird. I didn't like it. I hated that part of the movie. So I have a very uh, peripheral knowledge of Clone Wars and Rebels. And so I know that Death Darth Maul like came back and he's had battles with Obi-Wan and so forth. And yeah, met and with Ezra's and all, whoever's. That was stupid that he was in this movie. Yeah, I did not like this character showing up in this film at all. It doesn't and make any sense. Only, 
for me, this was the first time in the movie when I went, oh, yeah, it's a Star Wars movie. Like, oh, yeah, we have to like we have to be Star Wars something, even though we had Millennium Falcons and Chewbacca's and no lightsabers, no Jedi shit. Yeah, it was just like this was the one time they have to get the lights. So we've never had it. This is the first film without. Did he ignite his lightsaber? Yeah, he did. He ignited it. Yeah. I was so confused with what was happening. Like, I didn't like I was just like, where are we right now? Yeah, he ignited it. He lit it. He lit it. And his face. And his lightsaber are, are both red, even though holograms in Star Wars are always blue. And this no, that's not blue. true. Empire Strikes Back. Uh, the um, the uh, the Imperial admirals who are exploding and the one that's not exploding on the Star Destroyers while Lord Vader's talking to him are both in normal color. Oh, really? The Emperor in the original theatrical edition is in color. His robe is blue. His face is yellow, and his eyes are green. Hmm. That is absolutely wrong. No, that's not true at all. The the uh, the holograms even back to the Empire Strikes Back have been multicolored. That's not true. They really had to make the red. Well, he couldn't be monochromatic because nobody would recognize him. He yeah, had holograms are not monochromatic in Star Wars universe. Even Snoke wasn't monochromatic. Wait, what about his, inter- his introduction of Phantom Menace? He steps into the hologram, and I think he's blue. Maybe he's, he's red. Not, I don't remember. He's not red there, I don't think. Look at he that. might be blue in Phantom Menace. That might be possible. I can't, Phantom Menace might be the only one I think that was, like for the most part, blue. But you know what? That technology is very old. Very old. It's very old in Phantom Menace. It's very old. Not like not like the stuff we got in uh, whatever this was. I think this is like ten years before the Battle of Yavin, Han Solo. So I think Han Solo takes place ten years before. He's all blue. They're both all he meets blue. Luke. Uh, I don't know. He, there's a little bit of red. It's kind of hard to tell. But this one, he was for sure red. You're absolutely right. He was for sure red to he the point where even red. the lightsaber was bright red. Monochromatic, yeah. Monochromatic holograms were very few and far between. I guess it's just the cheaper ones because like the one that's in R2 is going to be. Not fancy, and the one that's going on the ATAT is during also, a battle. Yeah, it's not, that's also not going to be super. But see, because here's the thing: Darth Maul is so badass, and like Obi Wan Kenobi like kills him, like the first Jedi to ever kill Sith, and like it kind of cheapens mm-hmm. his character. Like now he's back, and it's just like, what was the point? Okay, so clearly the point is they want to make more solo films with Maul being a bad guy. The point like, is Obi Wan. The Obi Wan movie is going to have Darth Maul and Obi Wan in it. That's what the point of the Obi Wan movie is. The point is Darth Maul as an action figure sells toys. Yeah, but he will absolutely be in the Obi Wan film. This is like setting up Obi Wan. Is he the main yeah. baddie? Because that for I, sure, probably. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No one bought the Rose action figures, so they they're like, well, people buy Darth Maul, so we'll, we'll bring them back. No one likes Rose. No. No, but she has an action figure. <laughs> is, is this the first time Kathleen and company have like thought something through where they might use this character again in another movie? So they're planning yeah. like his like introduction. I think so. Probably. Wow. Yeah. There's like some actual planning happening in, in these like new Star Wars films. Yeah, they they sold a shitload of uh, Kylo Ren helmets. Like that's a that's a that's a toy. Like, and then the next movie starts with the character who wears that helmet smashing the helmet and saying, "I don't like this helmet anymore." It's like. So you're just not going to sell those helmets anymore, I guess, because he doesn't he's not wearing that again. That was a choice uh, made early on uh, because I have the uh, Last Jedi uh, production uh, book. Uh, They wanted to uh, let uh, Adam Driver act. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I can see that, like showing his face and everything. But it's just like there was probably a lot of like molds that they had to make to make those helmets and everything. You think they want to keep that going. Yeah. It was one of the things early on, uh, Ryan Johnson knew he wanted to destroy the helmet because he wanted to see, uh, Adam driver just act. Cause he thought he was a great actor. He is. Uh, he, he, he does a, like his performance is one of the better things in those movies. Let's go into the Kessel run. Push it. 
I thought the movie should have been titled Kessel Run initially uh, when, when I heard this was being made. Because I think that's one thing I thought it'd be a nice homage to one of my favorite movies of all time, Midnight Run. And I was like, oh, they could do it like they could lift the structure for Midnight Run and call it Kessel Run. Uh, and sure. I mean, it doesn't play as big a part in the movie as I thought it would. It's really only like the middle part. It's it, even then it's really just like a, a 10 minute segment of it. So the whole movie, I was, yeah, I was like confused. Like they mentioned like, Oh, we have to go through like Kessel and like, you need like 20 parsecs to do it. But like, what is, I still am confused. Like what was the Kessel run? Like, what did they do? Just escaping. I think the Kessel run was that path through all of that, like black holy, like anomaly shit. Yeah. And they were just like, it was whatever it was like 14 parsecs or something like that right all the way through it they technically and do it twice he just took a shortcut yeah. that's all he did and, so and that's kind of like another ron howard moment where it's like do you understand star wars like this should be a big moment and like it didn't feel like a big moment really like when he completed you mean it? with a giant like like space squid it didn't feel like a it big felt like a big th- th- so here, here's, here's here's i enjoyed confusion. what was happening during it but i feel like that should have been like folks said that should have been like the movie maybe well let's ha- let's, let's, let's let's do a little, little the whole thing, movie no. should have been a chase scene through the kessel run little quick explanation because our our audience might not know so the line comes obviously from a new hope uh where he talks about how you know the, 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 it's the ship that did the, the kessel run in 12 parsecs never heard of the millennium Falcon. should i have it's a ship that made the kessel run in less than 12 parsecs at the time george lucas wrote that not knowing that parsecs were a unit of distance distance not time so this movie, so then the uh, expanded universe canon attempted to explain that by saying that the, the it's he's bragging about how the, good the ship is because it did the run in a much shorter distance because it took basically a very dangerous shortcut that requires a lot of maneuverability, which is dumb. I, I've never thought that this should be explained. Just say, oh, in, 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 the, in the Star Wars galaxy, parsecs is a, is a measurement of time. And then that would fix the problem. So this movie b- builds up the entire parsec run around the idea that doing it in a shorter route is what's impressive. Which doesn't make sense that you would brag about that when you're talking about how fast the ship is. I, was, I thought of it was more of a bragging in the end of, uh, I mean, I, granted, this is my new uh, uh, understanding of it. From this film but uh, more of now of it's looks at it's looked at more of a as a bragging of like look how badass i was i did something that was like super hardcore like this super dangerous fucked up like the road less taken and i went through it and it was fucking like you know and like that and that way it's kind of like oh impressive you know how impressive is that like wow you you went the crazy route and you survived right i mean it changes it. it's no longer about speed yeah that's for sure that's definitely for sure. It's not what it's about anymore at all. It means I'm a crazy motherfucker, and I just went through like an astro. Yes. I don't think if, I mean I don't remember the audio exactly, but if I recall, it was never actually about speed. You've never, never heard, heard of the Millennium Falcon? Falcon? It's the ship, ship that, that made the Kessel run in twelve parsecs. Yeah. It, 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 so what that means have... is like, oh, you took you went through the cloud. That's what it means. Like now in the world, that what it means is like, oh shit, you went through the cloud, as opposed to, wow, that's super fast, it's which just, is the way we all interpreted it up until this point. I'm saying this film now establishes the canon as being more like, oh wow, that's fucking crazy. You went through the cloud. Like, yeah, you didn't just it's you didn't go impressive. the path. It's still impressive. It just seems yeah. like uh, with with the way it, it's handled, you know, the dangerous path. It's more impressive uh, from the pilot. When he's talking about how good the yes, ship is, exactly. So I think that's why that line. I, I mean, the line was was written in, yeah. in a New Hope to be about the ship's fast speed. It, yeah, it's yeah. time. And I will say one of my favorite moments in the film is when 
the gun's broken and fucking Han just flips the ship into the TIE fighter and knocks it out. I was like, ah, oh, Han, I want to jerk you off right that now. That was cool. Using, yeah. uh, kicking up like gravel off an asteroid or whatever to uh, to take yes. out. That was also very cool. That was awesome too. The movie tries to, like, the Parsec thing is one of the two things the movie tries to, like, retcon into fixing. The other is the fact that um, in Empire uh, Lando, just Billy Williams just mispronounces Han and says Han. Han, old buddy. So, the, like, it's it's that's not intentional. That's just because Billy Williams is probably very drunk. Um, and, and they try to make it into, like, a thing that he calls him Han because he calls him Han the first time. I like that. I, I, I actually like okay. that, too. I thought that was Yeah, that was fine. Was I chuckled. I might. I was the only person in my theater who chuckled, but I chuckled. You're chuckler. Sure. That's why. I thought that was funny because I. I definitely was probably the most geeky, probably Star Wars person in my theater at least. They were trying point. to fix things in this movie, which was kind of neat. Even though. The, yeah. Well, they. They. It's you know the the escape pod was jettisoned obviously back in that Kessel Run, and that's a big deal because in A New Hope they say the escape pods have been jettisoned because that's what the log says on the ship's log. So, that's it. I did love when they landed the uh, Millennium Falcon on whatever planet it was because this movie went so fast. I don't know any of the planet's names. That I don't know them either, to be honest. Corellia was the first one. That's, That's all I know. Yeah, Corellia's the only one. They knows. mentioned Scarif, which I thought was Rogue One. Remember, they were like, oh, yeah, we can go there for Coaxium, but it's well guarded or some shit. But anyway, when the ship was, when the Millennium Falcon was crashed on the sand planet, uh, the beach planet, and it looked like ass i was like oh yeah there's the ship now it's a hunk of junk yeah that was the point that was the, like it gets so yeah. fucked up in the in that run that that's not, i know i know everyone thinks it's garbage but also um lando spruced it up a bit because the ship does show up as in its normal freighter state in revenge of the sith which i noticed literally in theaters and i was like oh my god there's a million falcon and like fucking nobody gave a shit nobody still gives a shit revenge of the sith is Piece of shit. Film that only fell close. That type of train car, like those train cars, <laughs> the cargo, the the Millennium Falcon pushes that shit. Like it's designed. That's what its teeth are for. What audio were you making? I heard it's Nolan audio. He was trying to say something, maybe. I said, I said, Revenge of the Sith is a piece of shit movie that only fell close. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. News trying to put them there. It's fun. It's a fun movie. I'm telling you, this this movie should have come out after Force Awakens. Uh, I mean, there's no, there's, I mean, as long as they release the Last Jedi, that 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 fucks up the uh, the entire franchise irreparably. But this at least could have been like a nice like keep the momentum going because Rogue One kind of killed the momentum to a certain degree. It was just like that was such a slow. Uh, uh, I mean, nobody makes a joke except the, the yeah. sarcastic robots. You guys robots. are the only two like, guys I know who like violently hate that film. Like most people just like love the third act and like, oh yeah, it was fine. It was a Star Wars war I, I violently hate Last Jedi. I, I, I just kind of feel like dis I'm not mad at uh, Rogue One. I'm just disappointed with it. I don't feel like there was like I, Last Jedi. I think there was genuine like malice in that movie it, it, behind the makers of that movie coming from Ryan and, and Kathy. But uh, with uh, with Rogue One, I just feel like they, they they tried, but the idea wasn't really good to begin with, because nobody fucking cares about how we got the plans to the right. Death Star. Just like nobody gives a shit about Solo. Well, people care about Sol Han Solo as a character, though. There's at least nobody like wanted this movie, though. Realistically, no. it's a good movie, but nobody yeah, wanted if this it. movie. Never came out. I wouldn't have gained or lost anything. People care about Han Solo. So there is at least a connection to making another movie with him, whereas like nobody cares about the, the Death Star people because they just die anyways. We know that. Uh, so 
but with, with so like nobody nobody's clamoring like what was Han Solo doing before we first see him? I, I that's not that's not something. Even the expanded fiction doesn't really go into that. It deals with what happens afterwards. I was just not a big fan of Darth Maul. It was just the real. That was like the main thing in the movie. I was just kind of like, you took me out of the movie. Movie, you know. Honestly, if she if she hologrammed and talked to Jabba, that would be more satisfying to me. He'd be like, oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, well, see, the Jabba Jabba's not like the the Crimson Dawn Syndicate. Like Jabba's Jabba, right? He's so it's a hut. Yeah, he's already part. So, of, yeah, like, there. Everybody knows who Jabba is because already. we always know that Hansel is very tied closely to the huts. So let's just have it be the huts, the Crimson Dawn, whatever. The Hudson's yeah, is the next movie. Just, you're right. You, they should just never have written the Crimson Dawn. It should never have been a question. It should just always been Dreisden Voss speaks to the Huts. Yeah, because the Huts are just a big Star Wars lore. Yeah, well, I agree I with mean, that. It, it was it was Maul because we're getting more Maul. Uh, we're we're getting more Maul in another movie, and like that. So. Maul to me only says Obi Wan's coming up. So guys, yeah. having seen this movie, would you watch another solo movie with uh, Alden Ironreich? I would, but I don't want to because I like this one. This sets up future episodes. No, I I could go directly for me. I could go honestly directly from this into A New Hope without any issue. Mm. I I think that the mall scene just fucked that all up where I need to find out more. Like, what the fuck was he doing in this movie? Yeah, mall was just like bad Marvel. You know what I mean? Like, it was just bad Marvel Easter egg. For It was like fan service that didn't need to be there. Mall should have been like a end credit sequence, which I know they will never do with the Star Wars film. DC said the same thing. Look at DC now. But um, yeah. I, I, I think the mall really was more of an end credit sequence, and they put it in the middle of the movie. Or not the middle of the movie, but they put it in the middle of the end. I don't think they – yeah, I don't, I don't think they were ever going to do – well, end credits is just that they're not doing that, so it's just like kind of they had to put it in the movie proper. And I, the only reason it's in there is to establish within the film canon that mall is still alive. So the movie then ends with, you know, of course, the betrayal twist. Everyone's like, I saw it coming. Did you guys honestly think Tobias Beckett's betrayal of Han was not super foretold within the film's own narrative? Yeah, I was very saw obvious. it coming because the film told me it was. I, 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 yeah, I knew that was going to happen. And I, I kind of assumed. And then that you follow Han when he's all like, I kind of knew you were going to fuck me over. So that's why, Bob, you know, I betrayed you, Tobias. This is not all the coax. I I was just like I I thought that was on purpose. Like I thought that was supposed to be a lesson learned that the audience got. But people are actually using that as a negative towards the movie. Well, yeah, it was like he said the line is like. Let me give you some advice. Assume everyone will betray you, and you will never be disappointed. Right, and then and then Han wasn't because he assumed Tobias Han's was gonna clever. Him. Yes, he's clever. Han was clever. I liked. I liked Alden. I the, liked the, Alden the whole player. character arc was him learning to shoot first. It was. And he does. And he fucking shoots Tobias first before he can even get off a fucking, like, whole soliloquy. It's just I like, like that he runs to him and has, like, that moment with him. Even after he shoots him, he's like, you know, like, like yeah, because we're both thieves. We fucking both knew this was going to happen. So they still have that little bit, like, you taught me a lot. Like, that, that was nice. I like that. I, I, like, I like when, you know, heroes and villains respect each other. Like that about gangs in New York a lot. Alden was very Nathan Drake. He was Nathan yeah, Drake. Yeah, for sure. Nathan Drake. But yeah, gangs in New York too, Felk. I see that point. And that, that is a great one because that's like different shades of gray gangs in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, you know, Han, of course, after that, after, you know, winning the day, whatnot. And it's clearly a Western genre film. And it's a great Western genre film. I loved how it was a play on Westerns. Uh, Han goes off to go win back the Millennium Falcon or try to win it for the first time. 
and he does. He wins it fair and square because he plays Sabak properly without cheating for Lando with the green card. See, the ending for me was the uh, the most crowd-pleasing moment that Ron got right. It was like, let's have some fun here at the ending. Like, let's leave you smiling. Yeah. Beat him fair yep. and square, and Lando couldn't win. And it was like, I got you, son of a bitch. Yep. Like, fucking, like, suck my dick. Yeah. Suck it. All right, guys. I'm just surprised that, like, I have the lowest rating out of the three of us when, like, I clearly liked it. I thought Phil definitely would have a very low rating. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. Yeah, you did have the lowest rating. It sounds you, like you I hate Star Wars. Wars, it sounds like. I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I never had, I didn't, I didn't have any social justice slammed in my face, except kind of as a joke. And also, I mean, come on, how many rebellions are, 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 led by 15 year old girls but uh other than that like those are really quick you, uh and it, it didn't it, it it respected star wars it came from somebody i mean ron howard obviously knows that world and wasn't going to try to deconstruct the world the way ryan johnson did which uh it, it is it is weird to have a movie that just like kind of takes for granted that star wars is cool Right after a movie that said Star Wars is not cool. Yeah, I hear yeah. You. Cool Boy Nation. Just a little bit of the pasta or the pasta being made or behind the scenes. Um, Felk was like adamantly not going to see this movie, and I texted him after I saw it, "Go see this movie," and he was just like, "Why? Am I going to hate it or going to love it?" And I was like, you know, I was like, I was like, you might love it, but yeah, Solo is is. It feels like 80s Star Wars. It feels like Star Wars, Star Wars. Exactly. It feels like it's a tight storyline that's on. It's moving through the movie and it's yeah, it's on its way. And we're in a galaxy far, far away. And I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to do They got the tone right. They got the tone right. It's a movie. It's a movie I will play many times in the future. I, oh, I had a good sure. time watching it. I still, I, still, I said it's the best star, it's the best Disney movie. And I think my kids will love this Star Wars, honestly. The solo film will be like right up their alley. Super simple. Doesn't try to do much. So, guys, unless anybody has anything else to say about the movie, we can move on to just ranking our Star Wars stories films. We already did that. This is better than Rogue One. <laughs> I think it's I think it's better than Rogue One, too. Uh, I would also say this is better than Rogue One as well. So it goes Rogue One for me, and then uh, yeah, number one spot great. is Solo. Done. We did it. I actually would say this is better than some of my beloved prequels. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, this is better oh, than all too, three yes. prequels for me. Oh, well, okay. Well, of course you guys say that. You, you think you think you think the Last Jedi is the third best Star Wars movie, probably. It's the fifth. This is better the than fifth. the Last Jedi for me. Fifth, uh, fifth, this yeah. is on par God. with uh, the Force Awakens with me. Well, actually, this is better than Last Jedi. I think maybe this is sixth. This Last Jedi is now sixth. Oh, definitely better than the Last Jedi. Yeah, this is honestly on par with um, Force Awakens for me. Yeah, me too. I think it's actually better than Force Awakens. Oh no, 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 no. I can't. I can't now think about Force Awakens without thinking about like you know, like oh, where where does this go? Who's Snoke? Where's who's Ray's parents? What's gonna happen? To these characters are they just gonna you know sit and whine for two hours? I now now that I like part of what I liked about Force Awakens is where's it gonna go, and now where I, where I, it, it goes is like down and fucking in the depths of hell. Uh, is 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 like it's hard to like look forward. <laughs> okay, do we want to read this last? We got an email from uh, Justin. Is hard. He's uh, he's reviewed the Last Jedi and Avengers for us, and both times he hated both those films. So, do you think he'll like this film? Uh, of course not. I, I don't think I, I don't remember. Has 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 Justin is hard to our knowledge ever liked a movie? <laughs> I don't think he's ever liked a movie. Justin is hard says. 
A pathetic excuse to crank out Star Wars content. Nothing was developed, only torn down. Iconic props like Han's blaster, a piece of junk tossed to him by Woody Harrelson. What? Han's last name? Get this! It was just given to him by a random Imperial Guard who acted like Han was the first orphan ever to enlist. At no point did I feel anything for these characters or had any interest in what they were doing. <laughs> the script sucked my... <laughs> I can't read this. The script sucked my gorgeous <laughs> cock. Thank you for that, Jonathan Kasdan. I couldn't even mm. get a two-hour break from Ryan Johnson Bizarro World. Immediately, the film shoehorns in hyperfuel in the opening text. God, God fucking, fucking damn, damn it. it. I'm so sick of this hyperfuel. Wait, what, what other times has hyperfuel like surrounded us in it's films? Last, isn't it Last Jedi? It's the, it's the gas in Last Jedi. Is that what he's referring to? Oh, are they running out of hyperfuel yeah. and oh, they have six hours of hyperfuel left? Yeah. Phantom Menace makes no mention of hyperfuel when they're stuck on Tatooine, right? They don't no, even mention fuel. Like up to, uh, no, it's the hyperdrive. The hyperdrive's yeah. fucked up in Phantom Menace. Yeah, the hyperdrive. It's always something with the hypers. No, Those hypers. No one ever mentions fuel up, up till, until last shot. Why are you making these lazy pieces of shit that nobody wants? It's a heist movie without being an actual heist movie. There is no planning, no executing, nothing resembling an intricate Soderbergh caper, or even the average Toy Story scheme. No high stuff at all. The characters just show up with no plan and punch some people, then leave. It's fluff. There's also multiple poker scenes without being poker scenes. Nobody has any clue what's going on. It just glances, heavily implied butt sex, and then somebody wins whatever is in the mm -hmm. middle of the table. What movie did he see there? Yeah, it's pretty, they, 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 they explain. That sounds like a fucking on. like a gay parody version of Rounders. Alden Third Reich, well, that's dark. What? Is completely dull with no charisma. A wooden throwaway protagonist with no connection to the real Han Solo. Harrison Ford would refuse a blowjob from this joke, but I don't blame <laughs> Alden's poor performance on his lack of acting ability. It's clear to me mm. he knew this movie was headed for Shetonia. Ooh. Oh, that's a oh, terrible that's place a real to place, be. apparently. I like Freedonia. I like Gaytonia. It's like Estonia? He saw what happened to Hayden's career and did not want his blossoming young career torpedoed by a disastrous turn in the latest Star Wars debacle. I don't like Sam. He faked his acting woes. Fake them, what? I tell you. So much the movie would be shut Fake down. Fake them? Oh. But they got him an acting coach. Oof. Then Alden moved <laughs> oh. to Plan B. Accuse Lord and Miller of raping oh, him in his trailer. The plan did he worked. really? Did he really? I don't, I don't know. Did he really? I'm not, I, I don't. I don't know where Justin is. He did, Noli. He did. True. I think this is all real news. The plan worked, but the show went on as Disney hired the greatest force of nature the film industry has ever seen, Ron fucking yes. Howard. By yep. all means, Ron Howard seems to have kept this film from completely falling apart. If True. what we got was an improvement over what Lord and Miller were making, I could only imagine how bad things were before God showed up. But even God, God was helpless to turn this ass of a script into a working film. Han conveniently speaks Wookiee. Chewie conveniently flies spaceships. Han's completely unnecessary love interest conveniently works for the villain. What are the odds? Mm -hmm. Nothing was clever. Everything was contrived and predictable. This movie should be called Solo, A Convenient Story. The Doom Cha. 
I think you meant didum It's not cha. That sounds like you're doing like fucking like jazz hands. Dadoom cha. I'm going to say dadoom cha from this point on. Dadoom cha. Thankfully, this movie doesn't have any overt feminist propaganda like The Last Jedi. Wait, just kidding. <laughs> there is a fucking fembot bitching about droid rights for nearly an hour. This is like a four or six paragraph like yeah, tirade is. by Justin right now. This is a lot. This is way longer than I thought it was. Good didn't, job, Justin. Thank you, man. Didn't the galaxy just endure a massive war against droids? I guess. But I digress. <laughs> Every single one of L3's lines is an instant facepalm. And then she implies she has sex with Lando, the newly anointed pansexual. What? And she has a razor blade for a penis. Is that in the movie? I don't remember that. Is that in the movie? <laughs> I don't remember that at all. What series is this? Whose vision is this? I won't even get into the fact that the head marauder is a 14-year-old freckled-faced girl who I guess Starts the fabled rebellion. Justin's hard haze freckles. No, she's a sect. She's yeah. a sect. Yeah, it's, I, I, I thought so too. Uh, oh, yeah. Darth Maul is still alive. Jesus. I know, really. If you haven't heard anything about Clone Wars or Rebels, how the fuck? That would just be like, what the fuck is going on? I thought he died. That would be weird. That would be really weird. I still think it's stupid. Jesus. Were they that desperate to appeal to fans that they had to sacrifice the memory of the best scene in the entire prequel trilogy just True. to give people a reason to see more Solo? Absolutely. One thing I liked in this movie was when Han shoots first. That was well done. Also, yep. L3 dying was cool because I hated her so much. <laughs> Otherwise, this Hate, movie yep. was essentially digging up the dead corpse of Star Wars and fucking it over and over again until you're squirming in your theater chair. I think I think Disney's gonna fuck Justin Star Wars forever. Just waiting to be excused, like you would during Saturday school. Time, Time to, to get, get ass, ass naked, naked and grease my gator to Gerard Butler films. Toodles. Aw, oh, toodles. Hashtag fire that skank. Who, who's this? Oh, Kathleen. The Kathy Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, two out of five from Justin is hard. Wow, that's a high score from what he just wrote. Yeah, that's... No, I saw that coming, but he's just really... He's really hurt by fucking Last Jedi, clearly. And, like, it's it's like a relationship. Sometimes sometimes the bitches hurt, man. They fucking... And this was maybe one of those, you know, relationships where Justin got hurt on... on uh, I feel for you, buddy. And I think I think if you get enough solos, you'll, you'll turn around. I like the movie. I acknowledge a couple of his flaws. Name of the casting of the Rebel Girl was like, come on, that's, that's not how wars or fought um but uh no she was ridiculous yeah but for, other than that eh, i liked it i enjoyed what it put out i think that star wars films that have heavily implied butt sex are awesome and solo definitely has that based on justin's review that that sounds great i need more butt sex in my star wars films cha. Cool Boy Nation, tell us what you think about Solo, a Star Wars story, by emailing us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. New episodes of The Cool Boys Podcast come out every Tuesday. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Twitter, and Facebook. And please rate and review us as well. You can also donate to us on Patreon, receive additional content like Cool Boys After Dark, 
It only costs a buck, and you will receive special access to content too hot to air. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. And commentaries. Yes, uh, including a commentary, full syncable commentary for Fair Game. You can sync that up with your VHS. And Justice League gay porn and Big Guns 2 gay porn. Sync those up with your VHS copies of all those great movies. VHS copies of Justice League gay porn at X parody. Yep. It's great on VHS. Please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with Batman and Beyond the Cool Boys podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon, where the Cool Boys have an uncensored discussion about Batman, the animated series, everything ranging from bat tips to bat nips, and all the boners they've given us. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Till next time, it's Bizey's from Female Guest, Felk. And uh, that's Bizey's from Beckett Ballard. And that's from Infis Ness Noli. So Infis, so nesty. I like Infis Ness. Great, great costume. Great, great look. Yeah. Amazing design. Love Absolutely great production design. No one talked about Woody. Do we like Woody? I thought he was serviceable. Tobias Beckett was great. Um, I, and I saw it coming. Uh, his twist. I thought Woody was great. great. I thought Val was great. Danny Newton. I thought John Favreau was fine for Rio. I thought everybody was great. Like I thought everyone did a great job at the at the movie. I. Yeah. I I guess my final thoughts were this film felt a lot like A New Hope. Just breezy, light Star Wars with like a simple storyline and very like easy conveniences to make the plot go forward. Yeah, absolutely. A plus B equals C and they just kept moving moving down down the line. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by my gorgeous cock. It's a cool boys. boys. <laughs> <laughs> so serious. <laughs>